Hello world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning world, Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. I am going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to simply read a passage. I just wanted to share this with you today. And it was very important in my life. If you listen to my podcast regularly, you know I've been struggling through some of my own issues the last little bit. And sometimes we just need an outside perspective to help us along. So today's meditation is let go of the blocks. And this is a great subject because I spoke about this a couple of podcasts ago about not bringing it with you. Going into new situations, um, it was kind of prompted a little bit by a comment I made about immigration, but also in marriage and life and not taking your baggage with you. Well, sometimes that baggage is also attached to us because we have blockages. And here's what Melody Beattie has to say to all of us today. I wandered into the bookstore in a small California town, browsed for a while, then began chatting with the clerk. Times are different now, I said, changing fast, turning into something so new, so different, many of us can't imagine. Yes, she replied quietly and prophetically, things are going to be easier unless there's something you're still hanging on to. Is there something you're still hanging on to? A remnant from the past that's blocking you from stepping into the future, from stepping into today? Look into your heart. The answer is there. Perhaps it's a behavior, a person, a belief. Is there an issue from the past that's blocking your ability to love yourself, to connect with God in the universe, life, and others? Ask yourself if there's something you're hanging on to that has outworn its purpose. Old chains can tie us to the past, to past pain, to a path we've already trodden, a place we've already been. Now is the time to let go. Gently, quietly let go. Allow yourself a few looks back and as many tears as needed. Where we've been has been important. It has helped shape who you are. But have faith that where you're going is important and wonderful too. Gently let go. Be free to step into your future of joy. Now this was very, very important to me, this particular meditation and message this morning because it's a huge part of my life. I'm a bit of a dweller. I'm highly emotional. And, uh, and highly analytical. It's a Gemini thing. I don't know what that's all about, but at my base core, as much as I can, if I, if I'm not in an emotional situation, I'm quite logical. I designed a beautiful home years ago and people loved it, but they asked if I could do that for someone else. And it was like, no, because the house actually as beautiful as it was, it actually was designed very logically. There was not a ton of emotion in that design. Now, there were things in the home I loved and I thought were beautiful, but I have to say 90% of that house was designed from a logistical standpoint of the fact that I had lived in a small mobile home uh, with two grown men for a number of years while we got it done. And so there was sacrifice there and I wanted open space. So I, I wanted that particular overcrowding in my life to change. My husband is a very large man, he's six foot four, and I had a grown son. These, and I'm a huge entertainer, these were all things that were taken into account when I was formulating traffic flow, how I wanted to get ready in a bathroom in the morning, my own walk-in closet. Um, The emotional side uh, was like my wine cellar, 
and uh, what else perhaps you know my beautiful my kitchen was logical but also emotional I had a beautiful you know 48 inch side-by-side -side fridge double oven and this great bathtub upstairs those were sort of luxuries and emotional purchases they logistically worked with the house but the house itself was designed because I had very clearly defined what I wanted in my life I knew where I was struggling, moving around a large person every morning when I'd lived on my own for a long, long time. My husband and I married in our mid, mid to late 30s. And I, I just knew what I did and didn't want to a large extent. So they sometimes say you get your first house that you, you build 60% right. And I got it 85% right. I'd love to build again and improve on it. But for the most part, I got it mostly right because I was very clear what I wanted. That applies to a lot of areas of our life. So that logistical side of me got it something beautiful created. My emotional side to me can help me in my friendships, but it's a huge detriment with my family because that's that part of me is what gets set off, those buttons get pushed, and it does for most of us. So you have to ask yourself, what are you hanging on to? Now, I like to repurpose things, but it is something I've learned to do later in life. I am very much like my mom naturally. I'm a bit of a hoarder. Um, yeah, I am. My husband will. There's no two ways about it. And I like my things. I was, I'm going to watch that new movie, The Minim Minimalist or Minimalistic. I can't remember what it was called. It's on Netflix and all over North America right now. Because it is true. We hang on to too much stuff. But I like to have stuff to share. <laughs> so I sometimes justify that I feel less guilty about hanging on to it because I'm all about the sharing and other people enjoying it. So it's not just me that's enjoying these things. But it really doesn't change the fact that I just like things. I like things around me. And I often wonder that, yes, I think life would be a whole lot easier if we just had less, made do with less. Um, I've definitely had to downsize and, and kind of uh, appreciate that sort of train of thought when we had to downsize from the big house. Do I really need that? Well, it's happening sort of again right now. There's some, a few changes. My son is going to be moving out of his home. Do we put his things in storage? Or are they things that we really should just let other people use and when the time comes that we need them, rebuy them? Because probably storage, storing them is going to cost two-thirds of what they're worth anyways. So these are all things to think about. You know, what do we hang on to? So that's just physical things. I tend to hang on to a lot of hurt from my childhood and I've worked very hard to let that go. And sometimes when you're tired, when I'm tired, when we are having emotional other issues in our life, perhaps we're having struggles at work or we have a parent that's ill or a child that is in their teens and we're struggling, it is easy for us to slip back into that over-emotional reaction to things because we haven't truly moved on. We haven't truly let it go. We've just learned to manage it a bit better. So today's meditation was incredibly poignant, poignant, my apologies, in the fact that it had to remind me that I really haven't let some of these things go. And I have to ask you, does this happen in your life? Have you truly let go of a conflict that you had with a coworker nine months ago? Or when you see them in the lunchroom, does that thought still oop, come to the front of your mind or that little bit of a snarky comment that you wanna make but you don't? Because if the, if the urge is still there, you kinda haven't let it go yet. No different than relationships in your family, whether it's your own family, you are the parent and it's flowing downhill or it's your parents and siblings and it's flowing up and sideways have you truly let go of situations have you moved on the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result unfortunately if you want something different in your life if something is bothering you change must happen 
ignoring it, justifying it, any of the above, it isn't going to change anything for you. Unfortunately, my friends, you literally have got to find a way through friends, meditation, counseling to let things go. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? These are kind of little mottos that I tend to live by. I have got to let some things go in my family life, my upper sideway family life, because unfortunately, emotional stress causes me physical pain and it inhibits my ability to work. So listening to Melody's comment there about perhaps letting things go, sometimes it's people, relationships. I'm not cutting anyone out of my life. I have to temper the type of time I spend with them and not allow situations out of my control to happen. You might be able to relate to this somewhere in your life. Does it make me a bit sad? Yes and no, because quite honestly, I crave peace in my life. And if this will bring peace, and it will bring peace to everyone. Sometimes, if you have a situation or a person that you're struggling with, have you ever stopped to think that perhaps removing yourself from the situation will bring them peace as well? I know we don't tend to think of that other side of the equation. We're usually thinking about our side of the equation and how we need to either protect ourselves or, or mitigate a situation. But what about the other side of the equation? Now, on a lighter note, first I'm going to use an example that's a little bit of a segue but kind of relates, and then I'm going to use an example of something we've been watching on TV. Years ago, and I know I've mentioned this before in podcasts, I used to get very uncomfortable when people gave me gifts all the time. Because I'm not a gift giver. I don't enjoy shopping. I like doing for people. I will throw big parties. I will do for you. I'll give you something if I have it. But I I hate that obligation of doing birthday shopping, Christmas shopping. Honestly, it is the biggest stress of my life. I just can't stand it. And it's nothing to do with generosity. It's just that it's just what's attached to those types of chores. But because I threw these big Christmas parties for 20 some odd years, people always brought me lovely hostess gifts, sometimes a little over the top. And I was like, guys, Stop! Because I wasn't reciprocating that. And friends of mine said once, a couple of my friends, when you do that, you're taking our joy away. So I love to do for other people. And these particular friends know that about me. Like they're not people that casually know me. They know me. They are part of my inner circle, my team. They're part of my checklist in my life. And they know me. And you have to think about that. It would make me very sad if I did for people and they never accepted it. Oh my goodness, my gift of service and hospitality would just be wasted. Well, the same goes the other direction. My godchildren's parents, who are very good friends of mine, but I'll just refer to them as the godchildren's parents because those children in their name, oh, they always buy us a Christmas gift, auntie and uncle, every year. Well, it used to bother me at first and my girlfriends was like, stop it. We want to do this. You throw, they live out of town. We come here for dinner every time we're here. You throw the big parties, which we love, because that's not her thing at all. So just let us do this for you because you're taking my, and she just looked, you're taking my joy away from me here, Shell. And that's very true. It would break my heart if someone took that joy away from me. So sometimes we just need to take something and show huge gratitude and say, thank you. And whatever that uncomfortableness is that you're feeling in your own soul, you deal with it privately, but don't take the joy away from the other person. Okay, so that can be the other side of this equation. Now, here's my funny thing. Talking about letting go and blockages and change, 
my husband and I watch the show on on demand. So TV over here in North America, for those of my international listeners, has sort of changed, and it, it better freaking even change more. I, I still don't understand in this day and age, 2016, that we still have to buy a Cablevision subscription and watch things when they tell us to. That's why we have PVRs. I think all TV should just be on demand. I pay a fee, and I can watch anything I want whenever I want. Two o'clock in the morning if I want. Well, on demand is this new feature in North America, at least in Canada here. I'm sure they have it in the States, where I can, some shows I can watch at my leisure. And a show that we don't record called The Great Indoors. It's a little 25-minute comedy. And it's about a 40, mid-40s uh, gentleman that's an outdoorsman. And he's been writing freelance for 15 years for this outdoor magazine. Well, the magazine's not doing so well because we're coming to the digital age and they've had to make choices. So they've hired this entire office full of millennials <laughs> who have actually never even roasted a marshmallow, let alone actually even have any contact with nature whatsoever. So he's this little bit narcissistic, uh, middle approaching his middle age, really still fit, really good looking, a little high on himself, dealing with these completely underdeveloped emotionally millennials that just he's in a workforce where he's you know grew up with you know tough love and you you know performance reviews were about telling you what you did wrong so you could correct it not everyone's getting praise and worship for not doing their job eight hours a day it is way over the top it's completely exaggerated but the truths are hidden in there and it is as funny as heck now it's funny for someone my generation at 51 years of age because my husband and I look at it one we get all the references from this 50s 60s 70s and 80s right even the old stuff for some reason our generation that went through the 70s 80s and 90s we understand the prior generation better than this generation understands us I don't know why that is. We were still exposed to the music from that era. You know, you watch the black and white shows on TV. You knew who Bob Hope was. This generation, not so much. So I'm very grateful that my son has quite a, a vast knowledge of pop, cult, pop culture right into the past. Because you need to look forward for the future, but you need to understand the past, I think. So you understand, you can relate to people of different ages, and you can understand what mistakes were made and what, what worked. So we're finding the show quite funny. But everyone's hanging on to their stuff. So he's come in after 15 years. He's never owned a home. He's lived in hotels. He, you know, he's a bit of a player with the ladies. And these young kids whose parents, all they all still live at home, and whose parents pick them up after work. Like, it's almost like daycare for adults. It is quite funny. And he doesn't want to let go of how he wants to handle the world. And these kids have absolutely, thanks, thanks to the Gen X, or no, what are we called? We're um, the baby boomers, our complete inability to raise adults with any scope of acceptance of that life is hard. And I'm, I blanket myself right in there. I don't even know where we went wrong. Like where we decided in our heads when this little child was little that they didn't have to do chores, become contributing members of society, learn to lose, uh, work for their paycheck. I'm not sure where we all went wrong, but we went wrong somewhere. Maybe we just felt our childhoods were tough and we wanted to give them more. We had more, but that doesn't teach them to be better human beings. So these lessons are being learned on both sides of the fence in this show, and it is quite comical to watch. But definitely, a lot of stuff is being held onto <laughs> in this particular show. And it's a great example of, uh, yeah, not what to do. Let it go. Have a great day, everyone. I'll catch you on the flip side. And remember, just let it go. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. 
remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.